You have queued up The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation recorded at the New York City Concert Hall, Roulette. You can hear thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's past and present and find news of upcoming events celebrating innovation and imagination at roulette.org. Aren't you curious? Welcome to another edition of the Roulette Tapes. I'm Susan James. I'll be your host. The sonic artist and composer Lucia Vitkova is our feature for this edition as we dive into material from three performances in the Roulette archives. The sounds you'll hear in this program only scratch the surface of the full live experience. Vitkova's work involves the interplay of light, water, wind, voices, and musical instruments in space. And one writer described the work as music turned inside out. Take a listen and explore for yourself as Lucia Vitkova walks us through the pieces. I'm Lucia Vitkova. I'm a non-binary composer from the Czech Republic. I am also a musician. I perform a lot. I moved to New York seven years ago, and uh, for now it's, it's, it's my home here. And I participate on the contemporary classical scene as well as the experimental scene and DIY scene as well as the rock music scene. <laughs> I liked my work to be across genres, and in each genre I also uh, do lots of multidisciplinary work, so kind of like bending the boundaries between uh, boxes and div- divisions. first musical experiences. What could it be? I feel like the music went together with dance as well. That's why I have kind of like multiple lives and multiple careers. And uh, yeah, I've I've been doing lots of lots of dance in childhood as well as well as music, playing you know flutes, singing in the choir, playing piano. Later than accordion became my main instrument and until now I'm still adding 
I, I play Japanese Hichiriken, part of the uh, Gagaku community here in New York. Also studied in Tokyo for a bit with uh, Hitomi Nakamura. And two years ago, I picked up drum set, which is my passion for now. Yeah, so different things. Really, I started when I was three or four years old to play instruments and dance, so very early. And I started to compose when I was 15 and did like a solo piano pieces and, you know, perform different venues, you know, piano recital, local bar, you know. <laughs> uh, people compared my work to Prokofiev or Skriabin at that time. And uh, so it was already kind of going towards modern sound in a way, not, not that much uh, classical modern sound, yeah. So that brought me later to accordion and um, I got to conservatoire, uh, studied classical accordion uh, for six years and along that I started to study composition as well. And I feel like that community suited me the best so far. So I kind of like studied parallel, like being a performer, instrumentalist, as well as composer. And then I moved for bachelor degree, master degree and PhD in composition. So I went all the way for the, for the composer's um, path. Opera was a piece I, I composed in 2017 and it was uh, commissioned by a roulette and I fell for for the commission I wanted to make a big piece. Through, throughout my life I tried to relate to opera because it's not direct to me, it's, it doesn't catch my heart right away. But I like always challenging, it challenges uh, and I like when the form challenges me or certain music challenges me. So. Every year I still try to relate to opera and uh, this piece opera was the first time I wrote an opera and I of course took it from my perspective and I took the form of the opera and just fill it up with, with my sonorities, with my material, with my imagination of aria, with uh, my imagination of recitative and how single acts are revealing on the stage. I really like the review of Lucy Kaplan who wrote that it's uh, no surface, that it's only the organs. There is no surface in that opera. And I, I must say, because it's about the voice itself and uh, it's about the performers themselves on the stage doing things. I also relate to opera on the more general, general term uh, from the Italian word operare as doing things, making things, performing 
So that's a very general term, but I feel like it includes it's included in the opera because it's very multimedia work opera. There is there is a theater, there is singing, there is there are instruments. Sometimes I relate more to like just doing things together on the stage, and that's what opera is for me. But I still try to relate to the classical way how we perceive opera. After the commission, I I got a roulette residency, which is an amazing opportunity to dig deep into my practice. And I decided to do like a whole evening solo work, which had multiple parts. I did dance and music and different instruments. I just came from Tokyo, and I've, I really was deeply involved in, in the Hichiriki practice. So I, I presented uh, Hichiriki, which is a Japanese double reed flute, in, in the experimental context in some way, and just exposed my relationship to it in, in multiple pieces. And this piece spectacle, it was really important to, to perform this piece or make it, because these separate scenes then become like very good base for my, you know, I take one of the pieces on the tour. Roulette gave me a space to, to really focus on my practice and then I could take it even on, on, the, on the road.
So Pieces from Darkness is just a r- regular performance at the Rula, but I think I took it uh, again very like a big piece. <laughs> I just always want to use that opportunity to make something new and um, collaborate with people. And in this in this performance, there were four pieces. The first one was uh, installation, light installation. So I have to say that the whole concert was in the dark, mostly, which was very hard to capture on cameras and live stream. But if you were there, you could enjoy. You could enjoy the intimacy and the focus on the delicate lights I was working with and also on the sound and just go through the whole whole evening in the dark. And uh, the first piece was a one-hour installation, which was also interactive with the audience at, at, at certain parts. It's called Opaque, and I collaborated on it with uh, my friend Shower Liu, who lives in Berlin. We created this piece out of broken uh, mirrors and make, make a costumes and work with the sound of the broken glass, kind of portraying uh, the brokenness inside of us and putting it outside and wor- working with it together, working on it, working on these sharp pieces. We had the long conversation about communist regimes, like the communist regime in former Czechoslovakia or or the Soviet Union and also the Chinese communist regime. So we were having like a huge discussions around this piece, how how that influenced our lives so settled, you know, if you are born, in, born into it. So that was very important piece because uh, I feel like just that comparison and also sharing different experiences was very crucial like for us for the piece but also like in some way for our lives because it's rare to talk about it with people <laughs> there you go so that was opaque um, and it was about healing of course yeah we we try to find healing between each other and yeah so it's very intimate piece and very intimate collaboration So after Opaque, there was uh, this piece, uh, Earth Eater, uh, which is about a creature. I changed into a costume, into a sonic costume, which is a jacket with a cellophane pieces, which are crackling and sonified my movement. I have lights instead of my eyes, and I have synthesizer in my crotch, and I have feedback on my body and harmonica, which uh, sonifies my breath. And like that, I just wander between the audience and I try to interact with them and feeling their energies and kind of communicate with them uh, non-verbally, just just through sound. The show continued with movie. We filmed with Drew Vesely. And that was, that was a great collaboration because Drew uh, saw Earth Eater on its prototype when I did in Prospect Park at some DIY show. And they were so excited about that piece that they were like, oh, 
I want to film a movie about this creature. And I, I got excited and we, we did it. We, did, uh, we have Earth Eater in the streets of the New York crawling around. We did some shots on Halloween. We did some shots on in Marine Park, like beautiful nature, Washington Square Park. It, it became a public performance, basically. So he's capturing it, Earth Eater in different environments of New York at my home as well. And it, it brings this view of life of a, of a creature in the city. And we finished this concert video duo Seminar Shadow, which I have with Therapat Pamonko. And we played a new piece, Darkness, uh, which contains two TV screens with the video score. And I played the drums and Hichiriki and the voice. And Therapat played dulcimer, uh, electronics, uh, electric guitar, voice, and that was like a half hour piece just following the, following the score which was flickering on us. So the the scene was dark but but the TVs were flickering on us with this uh, video score. It it was making us visible. It was my drum drum premiere. I uh, I played drums and I feel like that was a good instrument to get it out.
So I got uh, the support from Niska, and it seemed like it asked again for for another opera, and <laughs> uh, I am doing it again, uh, relating to that form and seeing what it what it brings in me, and of course, roulette intermedium uh, again. There is lots of dif different mediums connected with it, and. Uh, it's gonna be pretty big. It has nine scenes. It will be one hour and a half piece. It has uh, water installation with nine speakers. It has uh, huge sonic sculpture. I've I built 20 instruments for the audience to join us. And there will be a bel canto. Because in my previous opera, we didn't use bel canto voice. But this time, I want to work with with Belcanto, who will, who will be sang by Ashley Greer. And I just can maybe say that, that it begins when we dig out Belcanto as archaeological finding from, from the ground. And I work with the Belcanto as, as a DIY approach, as an object, which will be kind of like going through the scenes and we will be relating to the Belcanto voice. So the Belcanto will be sounding sounding there, but it's it's more like an archaeological finding and that's how the story starts. Samples of the work of Lucia Vidkova. The full performances are available on our website at roulette.org archive. These recordings have been preserved as part of the Roulette Concert Archives, a project made possible in part with support from the National Endowment for the Arts. David Weinstein is Roulette's Director of Special Projects and Senior Producer for the Roulette Tapes. I'm Susan James. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation. This series is produced by Roulette Intermedium. You can find thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's archives and news of upcoming events at roulette.org.